explain, can you explain why Bitcoin is such an attractive financial tool? Because it is somewhat anonymous, not fully, and because you can move money instantaneously. So the one thing we can count on is Bitcoin goes forward in the year 2024. Fifteen seconds. Guiding the words of the doors. Twelve, eleven, ten. The time to hesitate nine. is through. Ignition sequence stop. We choose to go to the moon Five, in this decade four, and do the other three, thing, not two, because they are one, easy, but because zero. they are hard. All engine running. Mazzoni, how are you? Good, and you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm really good. I've obviously I was just talking to you off air and telling you how excited I was to be speaking with you. Just how much I was looking forward to this conversation. And I have to, I have to shout out um, Atlas Hoddled, who mm-hmm. uh, reminded me again of your work after I um, mm-hmm. presented a little, um, you know, did a presentation at at a recent uh, Bush Bash. Uh, Bitcoin meetup, mm-hmm. and he pointed out that there was alignment, strong alignment between what I'd just presented and um, and mm-hmm. some of the work that you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And it was an opportunity for me to actually go back and and read some of your stuff, which I I had read before on Bitcoin Magazine. Um, mm-hmm. Particularly, there was an article about um, consciousness raising technology okay i think mm-hmm. uh bitcoin is consciousness raising technology on the path toward enlightenment which mm-hmm. which was really great because it was sort of written just after um or I, perhaps in the middle i suppose of all of the um pandemic. the pandemic uh mm-hmm. i was gonna say nonsense <laughs> I, but i can't yes. think of a better word to be honest it was nonsense mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes so anyway, all that's to say, I was, I mean, I'm excited to have this conversation. I think that there's a, a, a lot of resonance between you and I, uh, or at least I, that's, that's what I think. We haven't um, mm-hmm. fully spoken yet, but um, there's some ideas that are gestating in my brain that I think might um, also be gestating in yours. And it'd be cool to sort of unpick those as we discover or, uh, or hear your journey of discovery of how you discovered Bitcoin. So anyway, mm-hmm. thanks for um, spending some scarce time, finite energy, telling us the tale of how you discovered Bitcoin, and uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for having me. How did you discover Bitcoin? Well, um, I stumbled upon Bitcoin at the end of, uh, I think it was at the end of 2010, and um, when WikiLeaks uh, used a, a Bitcoin. Uh, to circumvent the financial blockade that the organization was fighting against at the time. Mm-hmm. And back then, I was a journalist. Um, I was engaged in journalistic activities and covering uh, events surrounding the surrounding WikiLeaks. And um, so, you know, so, so I was very focused on whatever Julian Assange was doing or, you know, um, yeah, what, whatever the organization was doing. And, and, um, and it was really um, kind of like uh, eye-opening. I mean, a sense that, wow, you know, there's this magic internet of money that allow, allow WikiLeaks to basically 
um, effectively circumvent the financial blockade, right? So mm -hmm. that was the financial blockade was basically done by, coordinated by the U.S. State Department uh, signaling uh, paying processing companies like PayPal, Bank of America, and um, uh, Visa, Visa, uh, MasterCard, and et cetera, et cetera. So that the, these right. private companies, basically, they had a ability to shut down, right? Shut down transactions. And, um, and, and in the first place, I was uh, uh, surprised. I, I, you know, this was a time like my first time um, finding out about how the financial system works and how these private companies that somehow they are linked with the government or they act on behalf of the, the government. Right, behalf of nation state, uh, so, so they are not really private, right? And uh, and what they could do, like they could basically uh, bankrupt any companies, organizations, or individuals, right? And 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 it's it's like the financial war in a sense, right? If you cut off somebody's livelihood, that has a really uh, you know detrimental consequence. Right. And and it can be done so easily like that. So and at the same time, how WikiLeaks used it to fight against it and and how it was done in a successful manner. It immediately, uh, um, you know, it was a yeah, it, it immediately taught me about the power of Bitcoin. You know, I, I didn't have to understand right. again. I didn't have to read a, a white paper or read a book or anything. It's just a wow, you know, it was a good case that was presented to me that, wow, you know, it, this money, somehow this decentralized money uh, enables censorship resistance. And, um, and then, you know, of course, I, after that, I wanted to find out more about it. Like I wanted to find out what makes Bitcoin's decentralization possible, who made this, you know, and what, what, what is behind it, you know, and that led me to uh, philosophy of psychopunks and and that you know and then the more and more i find out about it it's it's just uh, engaged me at the deeper level um yeah so that's how i initially discovered bitcoin that's pretty cool i can recall being in the uk mm -hmm. around the time that was all going on and too interested in I'd only sort of just got to the UK, so I think I was just awestruck of the fact that I was just living in another country mm. um, for the first time. And I mm. think I was more interested in getting involved in the Premier League football mm. than, than, um, than anything to do with WikiLeaks mm. or, um, or Bitcoin. I think I recall seeing some news reports on Sky News and thinking, oh, that's interesting, but N never, never pinged my consciousness, uh, unlike mm -hmm. yourself. So you, you must have, you must have had some sort of motive or incentive then to follow that story more deeply than most. Uh, for the, the how WikiLeaks use Bitcoin, you mean? Yeah. Uh, yes, I mean it, it's. Um, I mean WikiLeaks was for me truly revolutionary. Uh, the invention of WikiLeaks, um, I, I consider WikiLeaks as a new form of journalism. Right. Um, and what Julian Assange did was that he took the First Amendment light 
um, and and give it to the world. That's 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 how I see it, right? The First Amendment, freedom of speech, that has been, you know, captured. Ironically, I think I I see it being captured by the U.S. government or corporate state, and and somehow this you know a man from Australia uh, with his creation of WikiLeaks found a way to liberate the the uh, First Amendment. And and distribute to the world, you know, people around the world, um, and so so you know, WikiLeaks meant so much for me. Like I was deeply involved in you know what what they are stand, standing up for, and um, and I truly believe that WikiLeaks could change the world. It could end the war. It could bring peace. It it, it could enable uh, you know basic human rights. Um, at the global scale, you know, that's what I truly believe. And then, but at the same time, I, I started to realize that the adversaries, that how, you know, how the organization came under massive attack uh, and how, and, and especially Julian as an individual, you know, as a, you know, putting his face uh, and as, a, as an interface to the public, you know, and how he came, um, you know, under massive attack, as, as we know that he's still uh, in prison mm-hmm. uh, without charge, right? So, 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 so that you know, so when I found the Bitcoin, that was it. The Bitcoin carries on where WikiLeaks left off, right? Because there is nobody behind it. It's a truly decentralized form of network, and it's money, and so. So yeah, so it's 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 just the you know WikiLeaks uh, for me. Wiki, I mean Julian used WikiLeaks a journalistic platform as a way to release information as currency of democracy, and Bitcoin does it. You know, Bitcoin really releases currency again. You know, in, in currency as information of democracy, but uh, but in this case. Uh, Money as information, basically. Right. So that that we we needed that part, you know, in order for us to actually truly liberate ourselves from the matrix system, you know. So I, I felt like this is it. This this with this and the uh, good people. I mean, people who are committed to uh, the idea of freedom and individual sovereignty around the around the world. Uh, the network of people, you know, who, who are dedicated. By using this tool, we could actually, um, yeah, raise the consciousness and we could change the world. Uh, so that's, yeah. I think that that's right with respect to WikiLeaks changing the world. What's disappointing in that saga is the negativity that it's been painted with by most people unconsciously mm-hmm. the narrative that was spun or is being spun has been spun by oh. sure the, you know, the powers that be the media and mm-hmm. the um the governments that didn't like this information mm-hmm. being free mm-hmm. they're very effective at being oh, able sure. to spin this stuff, I mean, th- because they own, I mean, they own media, right? So, right. I mean, it's exactly so. Um, 
I mean, that, yes. that, that, that video that came out of those fathers. The, yeah, the kids from school and the Apache yes. helicopters just lighting them up. That, that would have, that, that just, that, I mean, even if you didn't have kids, you know, um, like that's just a heartbreaking thing to watch um, once mm -hmm. you understand the context. Mm -hmm. And to release that into the world and to change the, the, you know, to activate a, a, a new um, neural pathway in someone's brain yes. to be like, this is, this is not, this is not on. Like we're not doing, we're not doing the, the hero thing over there where we're like, we're just murdering innocent people now, um, yes. which is kind of war's remit anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and yet, and yet it still took um, another 10 odd years to sort of fully divest ourselves from this, this, uh, this, this violence yes um and and it's it's almost like individuals or humanity they are so easily manipulable uh, manipulated um mm -hmm. through these channels of media and stuff particularly if they are yes. so narrow in 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 their availability but the internet as it grows is disintermediating mm -hmm. that and and with all these things like podcasts and YouTube yes. platforms and mm -hmm. Rumble and so on and so forth, we can slowly but surely find these sly roundabout ways. Yes. To yes, get 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 out. Well, you know from what, under. what? Yes, and then what's interesting to me is that discovery of Bitcoin really led me to you know the, the deep rabbit hole experience. Right, everybody kind of goes through this one or the other. Like mm -hmm. people you know, are, are deeply transformed by finding out about Bitcoin. And to me, discovery of Bitcoin really changed. Yeah, really, I mean, prior to this, I was so much, um, I was operating with the mind that there is something wrong with the world and I'm here to change. You know, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to change. I wanted to bring justice or I wanted to hold the government accountable through your or, journalism. So that was like, yeah, that, that was like the mindset that I had, right? So in a sense that I was seeing things that are wrong outside of me and then engage myself with the world through, you know, activism or uh, journalism or, you know, whatever I felt like I could do. And what Bitcoin did really was that it's, it's really changed my mind to kind of go inward and, and to recognize that whatever I'm seeing in, in outside of me exists in me. And that only way that, that I can change the world is to change myself. And that was a complete 100 degree, you know, 180 degrees of shift yep. that uh, I, you know, it took a while for me to adjust and uh, understand. And because it, it, this shift has changed who I am and how I am in the world at the fundamental level. Wow. So, um, you know, so that's why I, you know, I was so passionate about, um, you know, the activism, like the activism that I'm engaged in. And then I was using writing as a tool to bring about justice or equality, you know, and I was very dedicated. I dedicated myself to that. And that person has died. That person have to, have to, yeah, have to die. Yes. And which is the awakening, I guess. And um, so that kind of created a lot of um, 
dissonance or um, you know uh, how how would I describe that there is a period of time where I could not um, you know <laughs> I I wouldn't say like I could not function but I but I would say I I I was kind of uh, going through the motion mm-hmm. and that kind of pretending to be um, who I used to be. Um, and my heart was not in it or I, I was, yeah, I was in a different place already. Um, you know, so, so my activist friend or, um, you know, people who know me as, as somebody who was dedicated to justice, like what happened to you, right? What, what's going on? What happened to you? You are a different person. Like you're not as enthusiastic as, you know, you used to be, or you seem to be more peaceful, you know? And you don't care about uh, changing the world or anything. And then I have to tell, like, yeah, I mean, I just found that the, the peace can be only found inside. And that all of, you know, if we become, each person become happy, each person find the love and the peace within, that, then automatically the world will become peace. Um, you know, so, so but, but, but I think people around me, the, 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 how I changed, I think, made people around me be interested in finding out more about Bitcoin because it's like somehow Bitcoin is doing something to me, right? <laughs> and I became a different person. So it's like, what, what, what's going on, you know? <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, so, so yeah, it, it fundamentally changed to me. That's so interesting. I, I have a question that I generally tend to ask. It's one of my favorite mm-hmm. questions on the pod, which is how has discovering Bitcoin changed you? And yes. I love that we've leapt to, to, to that already because th- this, this, um, this activist uh, mindset that you had where you thought that if you could act within the world and, and, and write a particular story, expose a, a particular mm-hmm. thing that was going on that was, that was wrong, that was an injustice, that mm-hmm. that would somehow get people to care. And mm-hmm. this, uh, I guess, was, you know, the, the WikiLeaks stuff coming around 2010 was right after mm-hmm. the global financial crisis 2008 yes and then you had mm-hmm. the occupy wall street movement um yes happening at, at a similar time and while i was in london mm-hmm. i got caught up in in a lot of that stuff as well and would go out with a, a friend of mine and we would um publish this um this zine in london and do mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff and without exposing too much of my own backstory I was working for a fairly prominent um, institution in the UK and would bring up the Occupy Wall Street campers that were starting to appear in the city of London. And it fell Mm -hmm. on deaf ears for months and months and months. And they just ignored it. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't until it became, I guess, unignorable, Mm -hmm. if that's a word, um, that that they would start covering the story. And then, only Mm -hmm. then, would they shed it in that they, they would present it in a negative light? These were, these were people who were nuisances. They were, you know, they had mm-hmm. unjustified grievances, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. they spun this tale. And yet a, a friend of mine and I were actually down in the city of London talking to these people and, mm-hmm. and having conversations as to why they were there. Um, mm-hmm. And they weren't all, you know, are there for the right reasons with respect to trying to change the financial system stuff. Some, you know, I did notice a lot of them were just loafers and, um, you know, it was kind of fun to camp out in mm-hmm. the middle of the city of London. Like that is fun, right? right? Like whatever, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, everyone had their own intentions, but right, right. that but, but like, it didn't, uh, 
uh, Occupy Wall Street. I mean, they didn't have their means of decentralized money. I mean, so so I mean, again, exactly. Uh, it, it, and and Julian said, I mean, Julian tweeted at that time that Bitcoin is the real Occupy Wall Street, and I agree. Right? Totally. I mean, but they were all funny. acting outside of themselves they were they were going to the city of london mm -hmm. or to wall street or whatever it was and they were right. acting external to themselves or thinking that they can change right, right, exactly something. right so so right exactly so then still there is this external like something external like the power exists outside of ourselves and we have to somehow you know there's this authority outside of ourselves right right that we have to get permission or we have to uh, appeal, right? Yes. And, and, and in a sense, we have to say, hey, I'd like to change this. Can, can you help me or can you give, give us permission to do this? You know, that, that whole protest model is like protesting against something. Right. So there is the power outside. So the, what Bitcoin shows is that there is no power outside and that it, it, the distributed network dissolves the levers of control, right? So, so in, in a sense that we realize, oh, we don't need permission. No. We have a tool. We can start doing it, right? So, um, so that's that's you know, that's a shift, I think. And then I think that, I mean, Max Kaiser, you know, Max and Stacy, uh, Stacy Hubbard, uh, you mm -hmm. know, Max uh, and Stacy, they had this uh, uh, Max Kaiser report in London. Uh, now, you know, they they um, uh, stopped doing that, but um, and then that they, they are broadcast show what's all about, you know. Um, informing people about this uh, uh, exploitative financial system and, and, you know, helping activists to somehow find a way to fight against it, right? And, and I think that they really, um, they, they are a good example, I think. They, they demonstrate a good example of someone who uh, understands the revolutionary power of Bitcoin and, and actually creating change. Uh, in a in a creative new way, right? So, so instead of like you know what they are doing now in El Salvador, they are using Bitcoin to to, to make changes, and they don't they don't fight. I mean, they, they are not protesting against you know this old crumbling nation state. I mean, they they are creating something new, right? And they're doing it um, so, from within. Yeah. They're encouraging yes, yes. El Salvadorians right. to yes, empowering uh, make that shift from within. People, right, and then without permission basically really like we don't need permission we can start doing it right so that's the thing that that we felt like that uh we 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 don't have power when in fact we all, all always have power but it was just you know in, in a sense that the bitcoin came to our lives to remind us kind of like point to the, the power inside us right and then prior to that like i think we've been projecting power outside um, and they're feeling like victims or powerless and we need to fight you know we need to uh, yeah petition or, yeah, or negotiate i mean exactly. this is this is funny like we have even within bitcoin sometimes um some legislation will be proposed and a bunch of bitcoiners will say we'll sign this petition uh you know put your name to this petition and, and if we get enough signatures maybe they'll consider it and right. and i i sort of similar to you would sort of act outwardly and say yes this is the right way we'll do this story or whatever it is and 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 it will hopefully change some hearts and minds 
But ultimately, mm-hmm. you just have to, um, as you as you were alluding to, and I want to sort of pull on that thread a little bit more, mm-hmm. is turning inward yes. and acting, uh, finding that power from within to yes. just be more yourself in the world. And then that will radiate outwards. And as you said, some exactly. of your friends noticed this change in you and they didn't mm-hmm. quite understand it because perhaps at that yeah. moment you were still disorientated. You were shifting from right. this relatively oriented person that had an anchor who had a north star mm-hmm. that was like I, I would like to change the world somehow through my writing and journalism um, right, right. and then you're starting to slowly realize that it's ineffectual it's not working to the extent that you thought it would would or mm-hmm. was and then right, right. through this rabbit hole journey of of this neutral protocol that just enables us to transfer value yes. across space and time. Yes, exactly. It, it, yeah, and, and that, that, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, and then it's, you know, our mind projects things, right? Projects things that are inside us. And we create this battle of evil and versus good. And, then, you know, we tend to think that we are the side of good fighting against evil, right? But, but again, it's, it's like we have to realize that evil that we project out in the world or darkness that we project out in the world is inside us, you know? So then the only way that we could somehow um, dissolve darkness or evil is turn inwardly and love, you know, the part of us that we, you know, we shun away um, somehow. So that, that's a huge, I mean, that, 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 that's, that's the um, shift, yeah. That, that's, I think, the magic. Uh, that Bitcoin brings, that, um, you know, it's a new way of fighting. It's like a th- fighting without fighting, resist without resisting, you know, and, and that, that's, um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's just a, it's hard to ex- explain, right? It's, it's like when people are caught up with duality and that their mindset is just seeing uh, what's wrong in the world or evil or, you know, that's the political system and the media do, yes. right? That, that their their system is based on this dualistic mind. You have to have Republican, you have to have uh, you know Democrats, or you have to have you know you have to have enemy that we have to fight have a fight for against or whatever. I mean, so as long as we are operating in the mind, we cannot really attain peace. We cannot connect ourselves with the source of all creative power because we are constantly spreading ourselves and being fragmented. You know. And their world gets fragmented and being destructed. So the yeah, it's 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 all about inside job. You know, we go inside and then basically transform ourselves. And um, yeah, and and then that's what Bitcoin offers at the at, at, at the core level, right? The if we could maintain Bitcoin's decentralized network, that's that's the power that the that. Uh, that can be unleashed through this protocol. Um, but if we compromise, obviously, you know, if we cater to the need of the state and uh, allow parts of Bitcoin to be centralized or something, then obviously we cannot have access to that magic power. So, um, so I, yeah, so I think that each person, in my opinion, I mean, well, once you, one understands the revolutionary power of Bitcoin, the magic power of Bitcoin, I think, um, it changes us, you know, and that um, we start to live like Bitcoin, in, in a sense. So I, I, so I think that Bitcoiners, 
is, is a phenomenon. It, it, it's like that we are creating or becoming new species in a sense, you know? Um, Evolu- evolving our consciousness, evolving our, yes. our way of thinking. And I mean, without yes. sort of touching on Steiner right. too much, but this is what he advocates for, which is an evolution of consciousness yes. and that we've been, we have been evolving just like we have been materially or physiologically as, uh-huh. as, as humans mm-hmm. from one thing to another. Yes. Our consciousness and our, our thinking has also been evolving and it's been yes. evolving in tandem with things that go on within the culture, yes. things that go on within the economy and yes. how these sort of things interact and interrelate with one another over you know, yes. space and time. And it, mm-hmm. this is this, this idea of, yes. of a, a nexus point, like a, a punctuated equilibrium of yes. evolutionary thinking that humanity yes. can go down to Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I think that, ascend. I mean, if, 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 exactly. And, and, and in a sense that we are almost like living in a different universe at this point. Like Bitcoiners <laughs> really, you know what I mean, um, totally. have gone deep into the right hole. I mean, we are in a different universe. And that it's, uh, um, you know, we raise our consciousness, uh, we operate at a different level. Um, and um, it's, uh, and we're you know, all I mean, doing it. Yeah. Um, th- through our own selves. I remember we had I had John yes. Vallis on um, early doors um, in, on this pod, and he mentioned the fact that he sort of stopped uh, trying to orange pill people. Yes. And this orange pilling, this act of orange pilling, is actually an external thing again. Yes. It's trying to Same. change someone by exactly. acting outwardly. Right. And what exactly. he said was he just goes about being himself now and trying to just be live his life in such a way that someone might be sort of do a yes. double take and be like, oh, mm-hmm. why is John so happy all the time or he's content yes. with this or right. he, whenever he faces challenges, he's able to deal with them in a, in a mm-hmm. way that is, is, is you know, calm and, and he just has a different sense. And I guess yes. that's you yes. as well. Like when, yes. when your friends started noticing uh-huh. And it's interesting that they went to the negative side of that, which is all of a sudden Nozomi doesn't care anymore about trying mm-hmm. to change the world. And right. it was difficult for you to yes. articulate, well, actually, no, right. what I'm trying to do is just change myself such that right. I, I can affect, be effective, um, I guess, passively. Yes. I mean, I, I think what I found interesting is that what Bitcoin teaches us, you know, like everybody says like Bitcoin is a teacher, like Bitcoin is tensei, right? And for me, the, what Bitcoin taught me personally is that um, it, it's, you know, Bitcoin taught me the lesson of self-love and that, that, that whatever the, the impulse or motives for my action um, should be, you know, I mean, stemmed from my love for the action itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what Rudolf Steiner, you know, he, he talks about you know in, in in his book the philosophy of freedom basically right. he called it as like moral intuition you know if you follow moral intuition you know and that the, the idea that he talks about is that some people say well you know what if like everybody just do whatever they want to do you know it creates chaos how can you know we have a coherent uh social form or um you know right because it's it, there's no yeah Everybody becomes selfish or whatever. Right. But somehow, 
like he came up with this idea of ethical individualism that by each person like going deep within kind of and connect with the impulse um, that comes from within you know that that gives them joy and love you know that, that somehow that person become ethical right that person would not act in a way that is uh, harmful to others and if you look at it i mean that's that kind of makes sense at the practical level because if you find somebody who is happy you know that person is happy so less likely to commit crime right mm-hmm. or less likely to do things against somebody's will or something because you know when you're happy you want to do something good when you're saying like when i'm happy like i want to give i want to share i want to you know just me being happy and and at peace with myself that presence spread mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just end with the individual so i mean that's like a, a you know instead of like saying that this is the concept of a good that that we have to become nice and uh, helpful, and then we have to do things for other people, you know, out of a sense of obligation and duty, you know, so that's the external law would tell us, right, whether that it's moral, religious doctrines, or uh, legal laws, you know, that, that they, they uh, make us uh, act in a certain way, like condition to act a certain, certain, certain way to be good, right? right. But, but then, you know, it, it, it kind of deprives us of joy and love because sometimes that we do, you know, when we do out of sense of obligation, we are not happy, you know, right? We are doing things because we have to. Coerced. Um, and, and so then that, you know, creates frustration and then that keeps us at the low consciousness level, right? So like, what if like, just, just to say, hey, everybody just do something that makes you happy, you know? And it's it give yourself permission to do it. Honor your need. Um, and it, somehow it doesn't create chaos or, or the owner arises out of the chaos, you know? Well, that's, so, that's the idea of emergent complexity that Hayek talks about where with three mm-hmm. basic simple rules, you can get a whole, mm-hmm. well, actually Anish Kaveh mentioned this, but, you know, mm-hmm. this, this three simple rules of, of, of a Boyd simulator or, or, or Starlings, a memoration of Starlings, they they have they operate off three basic rules, which is you know like don't crash into one another. Um, I, gosh, I can't remember the other two. I'd have to look it up. But the point right. is, is that you you get um, this this flock of starlings, this murmuration yeah. of starlings, at such a massive scale that it looks like there's some sort of command and controller that's shifting yeah. them from up and down, left and right. But in actual yeah. fact, they're all just individuals acting yeah. very metho- um, um methodologically mm-hmm. to prevent themselves from falling out of the sky effectively. And it's just that at, at, for, for, from a distance, it just looks like this beautiful, this beautiful ballet in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what civilization is, is, is just people right, right. pursuing exactly, their own yeah. self-interests at mm-hmm. scale exactly. and providing value. Right. That's it. That's it. Self-interest, you know, instead of restricting self-interest, um, and, you know, just allow, the, the expect that everybody uh, would act out of self-interest. That's what Bitcoin Network, you know, does. I mean, Satoshi had an assumption that everybody act out of self-interest, right? And that assumption is correct. You know, we cannot depend on somebody's um, empathy or altruism, you know? I mean, there are some people who are nice and kind and, you know, they act out of altruism, but we cannot base 
uh, that as as a default system, right? I mean, but but to say, hey, everybody act out out of self interest. So that basically allows, yeah, I I think that that basically enables the principle of love, principle of self love, and that um, by each person um, honoring um, or uh, yeah honoring uh, his or her own self interest. Uh, somehow, they established. Uh, there could be established a law, and then that's that. I, I find interesting because uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, you know, he said um, the state governed by the power of love has never been tried. Mm-hmm. You know, so he was kind of pointing to the possibility that in the future, you know, instead of use government using the force. Um, Maybe it's possible that somehow the power of love can be used, and I think that's what Bitcoin does. You know, Bitcoin brings the power of love as as a um, yeah the the mechanism to enforce rule of law, um, and you know, and that's at, at the it's 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 in the protocol. Right, everybody is entering into the network voluntarily. Nobody is forced to to use Bitcoin or be a part of the network. You know, so people who are involved in Bitcoin, they are doing it out of their own freedom. They, they you know, they want to be a part of it. Nobody is forcing them to, right? So the, the freedom, having that freedom as a basis, um, I think it's possible for us to create, you know, for humanity to now create the civilization um, being driven by the power of love, you know? So I think... Um, yeah, Bitcoin rabbit hole really, you know, take take us to the, um, take us really deep, you know, and in that, um, in that yeah. evolving of consciousness. Yes, you talk about um, governance on on from the power of love. That is really difficult to do in a material, physical yes. world because we yes. we have to rely on you know. Um, private property rights right and in, in order to to um uphold those you have to defend them and defense generally requires you know holding off someone who's uh, offending against them possibly using coercive means violent means mm-hmm. um and it's very difficult to voluntarily um uphold private property rights unless some is somehow some sort of universal alignment or something to anchor everybody on, but in the physical material world, it's 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 quite difficult to do that. Whereas right. you reminded me just as you were talking before of um, oh, uh, Barlow, uh, John Perry Barlow. Yes, yes. Declaration the, of the, the Independence um, of Cyberspace. Yes, yes, the cyberspace. Yes, um, I was thinking about that now. There's a line in there where he talks about um, the golden rule and how uh-huh. effectively. Um, is it the the legal concepts of of property and mm-hmm. identity and movement and context mm-hmm. and everything like that they don't apply in cyberspace they're all based on mm-hmm. matter yes yes and there's no right. matter in cyberspace and mm-hmm. effectively the only law that's yes. the line i've just looked it up the only law that our that all our constitu- constituent cultures would generally yes. recognize is the golden rule mm-hmm. and the golden rule is just love treat others as you yes. would want to be treated right. yourself exactly as long as you don't harm other people and violate other people's free will, I think, you know, I mean, we, 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 we can do, we can pursue it for our own happiness. It's simple, simple as that, right? We mm-hmm. don't need like, 
bunch of uh, commitment, you know, uh, not the not the rule of law. I mean, it, it should be just a simple thing. Do no harm, you know, mm-hmm. and um, non-aggress, so, non-aggression yeah, principle. It, exactly, the principle of love. The beautiful thing with that that golden rule in cyberspace is that you can mm-hmm. with Bitcoin. You 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 have to have Bitcoin or or something mm-hmm. very much like Bitcoin. Yes. You can pull it it helps you to bridge that that cyberspace realm, that mm-hmm. that that uh, metaphysical realm with the physical yes. realm. It helps you to bridge exactly. that so that you can actually then have a governance structure based on love, call right. it the golden rule, because you know, this word love I think has been psyoped to 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 have yes. this sort of new age sort of connotation. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Something different, right? You know, and it, it's into, yeah, cyberspace is, is you know we now live in the age of internet, right? Mm-hmm. Digital age, and that uh, you know I think from a spiritual perspective, we humanities is ascending. You know that we do have this material, dense material reality, but that's not all the reality is, right? I mean, it's it's just the, the empiricism and the materialistic uh, view of the world that has been promoted um historically um denied the the existence of anything that cannot be perceived by five senses right right? but that's just a tiny part of like we only see this narrow spectrum of reality through our physical eyes and that and then society and the world is built upon that narrow perception Um, so so that's why we think that every you know only thing that exists is matter like the things that we can touch smell you know um see yep. um but we are discounting massive you know the, the other you know uh, uh, dimensions of reality that exist um so i think that now um we are opening up a new perception you know so um well that's that's sort of what steiner talks about the, those those um those the senses of perception and 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 mm-hmm. like the whole anthroposophical movement is this sort of body spirit and soul and mm-hmm. this idea of anthropothesis um mm-hmm. so you, you take those whatever can be perceived by the five senses so i, I think it's sort of like limits to knowledge like immanuel kant's uh, limits mm-hmm. to knowledge and mm-hmm. it's almost like setting a boundary on the horizon but if you're yes, in the in, yes, in yes. the middle of the city or the town square or whatever, mm-hmm. then yeah, your 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 boundary, your horizon is severely mm-hmm. throttled because yes. you don't have a great big view of 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 your surroundings, and so yes. the limits to knowledge are by definition restricted when you're on yes. the ground in the town square. But if you head mm-hmm. out of town and start hiking up a mountain, mm-hmm. and you get halfway up that mountain or to mm-hmm. all the way to the top. Then your limits of knowledge expand yes, yes, out to see, a whole. You see you, whole panorama, right? You know, of, then, of, then you, your horizon is exactly, so much more broad. Right. And the fiat system is, you know, it's it's the town square. It's, uh, it's this bullshit. Right. And it's it's you know it, it, it's uh, its feature is a consumer capitalism, right? I mean, I don't want to use the word capitalism with this. I think consumerized, highly consumerized economy. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the best way to to say it. Or you know socialist uh, materialism, um, and mm. what it does is that it's a very scary incentivized consumption, incentivized accumulation of material goods, right. right? And somehow happiness in this fiat system is defined in materialistic terms. So happiness could mean like you know um, 
yeah, like you know, if if you ask some people like in 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 um, uh, Brazil or Mexico, you know, that they say, what what does it mean to be happy? They might say spending time with family, mm-hmm. going you know, uh, going to the ocean, um, or you know, looking at the um, uh, looking at sun, or you know, the, their happiness is measured by something that is not um, you know quantifiable. Right, it's 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 qualitative, right? Psychological and spiritual, maybe. But if you ask, you know, American, for instance, you know, um, <laughs> like if you meet someone in in mall, you know, let's say, and then oh, what is, what is happiness? They might say, oh, happiness means big house and you know, um, things. To, to yeah, the things, you know, yeah. how much I'm, I'm how much things that they own or and, and how much money they make, right? So it's it's a major in the materialistic terms. Things that, that are external to them too. Exactly, exactly. Or like, it could be the position. You know, it, like their I, happiness you know, is like, reliant upon things that are outside of them. And again, going back yes, to what you're talking yes. about before, that looking mm-hmm. from within mm-hmm. and changing yourself from within. Yes, exactly. And to get so contentment, this, right? And that definition of happiness that has been promoted by you know this consumer consumeristic economy and which was funded by the fiat money right right so that that is now crumbling um and that and and then we would be freed from i think from this narrow spectrum um of of you know everything is happiness is defined in materialistic terms and and uh, you know focusing our attention to things outside of us right <laughs> um so and then, and then we could kind of have a, a panorama view, like we, we we could get up to the top of the mountain and be able to see, wow, you know, I was operating in the small confinement before, and now you know I can actually see see a larger view, right? Um, and then the more and more I think people open up to this new perception, society shift, right? The the definition of happiness shift, and the, the way we interact with other change and fundamentally who we are also shift, right? So, and then that raises our consciousness level. Um, so I, I think, do you know um, the five, I mean, hundred monkeys uh, theory? Yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I so I, I, I see the Bitcoin network is that, you know, it's... it's uh, hundredth monkey, yeah. Yeah, so all it takes, you know, all it takes is a hundred Bitcoiners in the world. <laughs> To just raise consciousness, and that changes, that creates an evolutionary leap for humanity, and that we can get out of this mess without fighting or resisting by simply changing ourselves, you know, or evolving, simply taking the path of evolution, you know. So that's why I don't think, like, like you know, um, someone else who also shared that I, I don't feel like I don't need to orange peel people, you know, yeah. um, or like I don't have to like change like defend the bitcoin network or all kind of things it's like no i just have to commit myself to evolving and then hope that the other person does the same you know then all it takes is 100 maybe for bitcoin i think we need maybe not 100 but maybe 21 million people (laughs) um i love that you know yeah that line, commit myself to evolving that's that's beautiful i don't know if you (laughs) that's that's so good 
Um, yeah. Because that's what it is 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 about, right? It's committing yourself. Right, right, right. We're not we're not evolved creatures. We don't just come out yes, like yes. We're, we're human yeah. beings now, and we're like the top of the apex predator exactly. thing. And it's not so much. It's interesting because I said that you know that uh, commit myself to evolving. I mean, I, I, you know, it's not about like effort. Like I'm not evolving. Like it's there is this natural force inside of me that is you know working right constantly like the how the bitcoin network works it's it's uh tirelessly continues to work right 24 hours seven days a week you know so it's it's like that kind of natural force inside of me that uh is it's bringing me to the path of evolution and 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 the only things that stop this or gets in the way is me like i'm the one you know when i try to evolve myself when i try to change myself or you know when I put the pressure on, on this uh, uh, spontaneous flow of nature, that creates stagnation. That actually interferes with nature's force. So all that I have to do is surrender, like let it go, surrender. You know, and that's, uh, that's you know, like let Bitcoin take care of it. You know, it's, it's like when, once you, uh, send, uh, uh, you know, use Bitcoin and send transaction, you know, you could just let let the network take care of it, right? <laughs> you don't you don't have to like, oh gosh, is it ready? You know, I have to do this and that to say, you know make sure our transaction is successful. No, just relax. You know, just let the the network take care of it. You know, so it's a little bit like that. I think that um, there are that, external yeah, validators yeah. though that, that that will confirm that transaction, which is an interesting thought. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious right. to learn that that period in your life when you were discovering Bitcoin and going through these changes, because mm-hmm. we can't evolve um, as much as we yes. can go with the flow and we can do us, you know, we can let it go yes. as Elsa taught us and we can, we mm-hmm. can, you know, yeah, be, right. be like water, you know, like Bruce Lee. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> but, but also we do require tension. Mm-hmm. And obs and obstacles in order to mm-hmm. to activate some of that yes. evolutionary change. Like right. the, the water doesn't just flow freely; it hits a rock, right. and it has to figure it's out like a, a way sun, to get around. It's like a sunbeam oyster, right? Like the precisely. Like, it's yes. that mm-hmm. trying to to rid itself right, right. of the grit, and then you right. need grit in order to create the pearl. Yes, like so triggers. Like yeah, that transformation period, that process of discombobulation, <laughs> disorientation, mm-hmm. um, un- sort of going through an uh, almost like an identity shift because you identified yes. yourself as you know Nozomi who goes out and mm-hmm. and writes these stories and tries to affect yes. change within the world and everything like that mm-hmm. and then you get exposed to this this mm-hmm. protocol and mm-hmm. if you hold some of it if you hold some yes. of the the coins the UTXOs mm-hmm. or whatever yes and they appreciate and value over time then that increases your ability to yes. spend time and energy on things that are more meaningful and purposeful driven yes. for you. And it frees you up from worrying and stressing about remaining uh, as solvent so or as, as having mm-hmm. cash flow positive and so this, this sort of thing. So that you mm-hmm. can evolve as an individual, but you also need to yes. hit those friction points yes. to sort of enable you to grow. Like you, you pluck a string on a guitar or mm-hmm. a violin that's mm-hmm. tension. That's 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 yes. that's something that that's friction that needs right, to right. occur. And it's like a shadow. Like, you know, I don't I, I don't know if you're familiar with Carl Jung's uh, concept of shadow. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm only so, as far as Maynard with forty six and two right. tool. But but in a sense that I think that 
that as a part of this transformation, we basically need to confront with shadow. Like shadow doesn't necessarily mean that it's all bad and negative and dark. You know, it's it's aspect of ourselves that have been denied. You know, have been uh, rejected from our consciousness. So in in a sense that it, it you know it, it brings up a lot of um, the shadow material. And for me too, like you know, you could imagine like me being so much uh, identified. You know, identifying myself as an activist and um and and you know engaging in social justice right so that that somebody who is engaged in social justice he or she has this kind of moral judgment right to, to think something is right and in order for me to say something is right there is something is wrong right right and in order for me to identify something is good then there's evil so obviously i have this moral judgment you know and then it, it, it had it, it uh, serve a purpose. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think that, that we have to develop this capacity to know what is right and from wrong, and and to you know make a you know, to develop the moral imagination. But we have to go beyond that kind of duality in order for us to truly bring greater good, you know. And so I wrote uh, the article for the Bitcoin Magazine uh, um, titled, I, th- I think, this uh, exploring the how Bitcoin would transform evil into greater good. And that's, you know, something kind of like contradictory. Like how could evil be transformed into, you know, not just a good, but greater good, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but the, because these two are the opposite. And so, but, but, but somehow um, there, there's a higher uh, level of morality that uh, unites uh, this, uh, yeah, the opposite basically. So, and, and, and in order for us, I think to, I mean, I, I learned uh, from my own journey that in order for me to actually um, come to greater goodness, so to speak, you know, that transcend, that exists beyond the duality, I have to confront my own shadow. I have to confront everything that I rejected from my consciousness. And that basically included like, you know, U.S. government, right? Because, you know, the U.S. government, uh, that was a, um, you know, attacking WikiLeaks and, uh, you know, uh, destroying uh, First Amendment, right? Uh, I, I looked at it as a kind of an adversary, you know, um, and, and, and I have to embrace that. I have to look at it and, and, and be neutral about, about uh, what the government is doing and, and not to demonize, you know, people or, um, um, yeah, institutions or, you know, but, but, um, to to understand how different they are or how they act, I mean that's important. But without necessarily judging them, you know. Um, so so I have to kind of do do that kind of uh, shadow work, I guess. And um, and uh, you know the Native Americans, for instance, they had a con- concept of a peace or good good that is different than uh, Judeo uh, Christian um, dualistic morality. And which was that basically the peace encompasses all the forces, including uh, including war and destruction, mm-hmm. and which is you know, for for us who are more um, uh, uh, yeah used to this dualistic dualistic concept of morality, uh, it's it's hard to understand, right? Uh, but but basically, but they they you know their idea of a peace. It's inclusive in all forces, and the nature is that unifying force. It, it contains everything, 
you know, it doesn't eliminate as something as negative or bad. Um, so that's a kind of a new new morality, I think. And then, but but at the same time, it doesn't it doesn't mean like we would regress back to this infantile state where we don't know what is right from wrong. You see, so that's why it's it's you know when you talk about this, it's it's kind of uh, I find it difficult to you know articulate what I'm saying because some people maybe easily think that I just don't have a sense of morality. <laughs> you see, like I don't understand the right or wrong or something like that. But that's not the case, you know. That that's uh, th- there's a new um, new level of morality, I guess. It, you're sort of calling to mind a little bit of, of what Robert Persig discusses in Leela. Uh, and I was oh, exposed okay. to that information or that book, I suppose, through, you know, Robert Breedlove. And then he did a series okay. on his podcast, What Is Money With? Um, I think it was Mike Hill. Okay. Um, fascinating conversation. But the idea of, of Persig is that this duality that we've lived so long with since sort of ancient Greek philosophy. I don't know if it was, uh, who was, who was Plato's Socrates, I think perhaps um, had the notion of duality and it was sort of mind matter, subject, object, good versus evil. And this is how we get this notion of the other. And so the government treats its citizens or its subjects as other, or we Mm -hmm. treat, you know, other people um, outside of our community, outside of our race, outside of our, you know, it's, it's a really um, destructive way of thinking because it obfuscates the interconnectedness mm-hmm. and the unity of everything and the actual true yes, nature yes, of reality is that, as yes. you are just saying, nature yes. doesn't exclude anything. It's all right. interconnected and interrelated yes. with one another working with one another right. in harmony not always yes. well said you know yes. but but often and so and even yeah. when you get a weed in the garden the weed isn't there as an intruder purposefully mm. just trying to destruct the to destroy the garden mm. it's there as some sort of pioneer species because there's a deficiency somewhere within mm. the soil or within the, the garden itself or whatever that 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 is calling for that particular thing that that weed is now providing. It's just that we come along uh, with this dualistic nature of our minds and we think that weed is ugly and we need to remove it from the garden because it's upsetting my aesthetic. Yes, right. But then that that creates, that that destroys the harmony, right? It destroys the harmony. And yet you don't look at the weed as, I'm trying my best to not look at weeds now as, as intruders or things that are upsetting the aesthetic appeal of the garden is is rather than just because some weeds grow often. And and if you give them enough time, they actually produce these beautiful flowers. Right. Everything exists interdependent with one another and it it has harmony and it has wisdom and, you know, things as they are is perfect. I mean, but that our mind cannot see that our mind, you know, like to judge and say, Oh, I, I need to, you know, pick out these weeds or, or there is this intruder or, you know, yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting when you're going through that as a, as a, as an individual mm-hmm. and you, and you can't necessarily articulate it, you, you almost have to just show it, but you have to go mm-hmm. in order for you to show it, you have to go through that transformation first. Right. Yes. And, and also make sense of it yourself first. Right. You have to somehow reconcile 
these changes that are occurring within you yes. and your in your thinking and your evolution of your yourself yes. and then trying to articulate that to someone while it's happening is is pretty much impossible and <laughs> then if they have this idea of you as person a but you're transforming yes. into person b Mm-hmm. then they th- they will generally also take the negative side of things as well because it's no longer conforming mm. to the the idea that they had in their brain of you it perhaps yes. doesn't conform with what the some of the mainstream stuff is and that's why yes. that that meme right. in bitcoin the the guy at the barbecue mm-hmm. um and he's cooking and it just says something like oh hey man that's really interesting did you catch the game last night because mm. you might have just been talking about Bitcoin or Steiner or metaphysics of quality or mm. this is just, just maybe just like, you know, this experience you had that's just sort of fundamentally caused some sort of rupture in your brain to, 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 mm. to shift your consciousness one way or another. And yes. you're trying to get down to a deeper level. And the people that you're interacting with, unfortunately, remain mm. at a very superficial surface level. And you, mm-hmm. you can't blame them. Like I actually sometimes, and this sounds super arrogant and I don't mean it to come across as arrogant, but <laughs> I, I sometimes wish that I could just watch the football or watch the game and be involved and interested in the beers and just the general chit chat because I could just shut my brain off for a little while and probably experience some calm <laughs> yeah. for a moment. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's like sometimes I, you know, when I'm kind of uh, socializing with other people and. Uh, I don't, of course, talk about Bitcoin or I don't share what's actually my thought in my mind, you know. And then while other people are talking about, yeah, there's something superficial, you know. And uh, it's like, what if they know what I'm thinking about now, you know. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm talking, thinking about, oh, my God, Bitcoin's going to change the world or something. It's like, uh, it's, it's kind of funny, yeah. Um, and you, you, you don't mean to do it. And it's, it's not like, you know, some sort of like smarty pants that's over here yeah. contemplating the, yeah. the inner depths. And then there, the there's universe. another meme that I like that. That's a meme I like that, you know, it's the couple, you know, on the bed. And then the girlfriend was thinking, he, he, he's cheating on me, you know, he might be cheating on me, right? <laughs> and when he was thinking about Bitcoin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a little bit like that, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think the changes are happening internally. It's like the metaphor of the uh, caterpillar is turning into butterflies, right? right? From right. the outside, we cannot see the change, right? So, but then something happening, like, yeah, huge shift is, or transformation is happening. And, and then eventually, I think that the world will see a bunch of, you know, butterflies and then just say, oh, well, how did it happen? You know, and then that's how we change, transform society. Uh, so then how did that happen, right? It's like nobody could have expected. Uh, maybe, yeah, like, yeah, but instantly, somehow, you know, um, that divine timing, with divine timing, the, the butterflies are going to just, uh, yeah, fly out. And uh, we see each other, you know, how beautiful and brilliant and magnificent we are, you know. Um, and that, that's, I think, how we transform <laughs> our civilization. So it's a task. Path of evolution is, you know, I, I think it's the easiest path, graceful, uh, joyful, um, peaceful way, because that's the nature's way, right? Nature knows the best, and nature is wise, and um, we have a choice to go with nature or go against it and struggle, right? And we like to struggle. We like to control. 
we like to do it on our own, you know, and we, we tend to think that we know the best. We know more than nature does, right? But I think that some of us are called to surrender ourselves. Some of us are called to trust our inner knowing that comes from uh, our innate wisdom of nature, right? So I think that now, I think humanity is now facing two paths uh, time of decision. Whether we go with nature or, you know, we go with maybe the passive technology, um, something else, rely on the external, something external to guide us. So, and that choice, I think, you know, it's, it's like the, the activation in our DNA, you know, the nature's core is given to every living beings on this planet. And right. it's up to us to respond. How we respond is up to us. And I think Bitcoin is um, giving us a choice. And at the physical level, I think it's, a, it's a, a, at the practical physical level, it gives us a choice, you know. So I, 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 I find it kind of exciting. I mean, it's a, it's a really, truly great time, you know, for us to live in. Um, and I feel so fortunate to be able to witness this, you know, unfolding. So, um, it is yeah. pretty extraordinary when you, when you it is. ponder it. It is. For a moment. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you sort of want to be able to see it, the fruit. Uh, I mm-hmm. was going back through some old Trace Mayer videos and interviews recently, uh, and there's a lot of wisdom in what he was saying. And so we can just throw out the Mimble Wimble shit and we can just sort of concentrate on what he's saying. But yeah, anyway, and he, Trace Mayer, he's kind of, he disappeared, no? Yeah, he, he he, yeah, he, he, he's, I mean, he's, he's doing something cool in Wyoming, I'm sure. And, and so could he's care back less. now? No, yeah. no, no, no. I was just going back through some old, old interviews. Yeah, okay, yeah, he old, yeah. He, he's genius. I mean, yeah. yeah. I well, one of the things back. he said was the flower is the consequence. It's mm. the tilling of the soil and the working of the ground first, beforehand. Mm. And the flower is the brief moment of consequence. That's, that's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. It, and, it, and it doesn't last for very long. You want to be able to see, I think, as a Bitcoiner, the fruit or the mm. flower of mm-hmm. all of this sort of work that, that Bitcoiners are doing at the moment with respect to building mm-hmm. out the infrastructure and uh, contributing to the culture and all of these different things. And mm-hmm. there is a part of, I'm sure, every single Bitcoiner that would like to see a sort of a, a nice equilibrium of hyper-Bitcoinization where a civilization is now functioning on this, mm. on this you know, neutral <laughs> value protocol. Yes. Um, yes, but we got to do the work beforehand to get there. And our task as, as people that are here now is mm-hmm. to do that work so that it can bear fruit in the future. Yes. It can mm-hmm. flower in the, in the future. Um, uh, but mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of the best bit actually really is the working pit because yes. you, you, you're working on something that's greater than yourself, and that, that exactly we we each have to engage in proof of work, right? Right on. Um, in order to keep the network going and uh, civilization evolve, basically. Yeah. What, and we sort of touched on this a little bit, but what mm-hmm. have you learned about the world? More importantly, what have you learned about yourself since discovering Bitcoin? Learned about myself, I see. Um, let's see. That's a good question. Um, learn about myself. I I th- I think that I learned maybe um 
or Bitcoin, I think, helped me to reconnect with um, reconnect with love that I mean I had when I was when I was a child. So um, the or or rediscover who I am um, truly authentically, um, and that, you know who I am that I have forgotten. I think, and I think the fiat system makes us forget who we are. You know that we are we are all born as genius. I mean that's just my belief, and the genius. Um, uh, you know, uh, in original meaning of the word means a person who is born with a spirit. Uh, so, you know, I mean, genius, we tend to say like genius is like somebody with extraordinary intelligence or creativity. I mean, that's probably the case too. I mean, but I think that genius uh, is is everybody because everybody, I believe everybody is born with a spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Spirit that makes the person be a unique individual. Um, and I think I learned that, or I was able to, I guess, reclaim my own genius, I think. And then that allowed me to see others' genius as well. Um, so yeah, Bitcoin, and then that genius is tied to the gift, the ties to something that I always loved to do since I was a child, which was writing. I always write um, writing and uh, reading books and, you know, uh, expressing myself through, through words. And, um, and then that's, I think, that's a gift. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, I wrote a book um, talking about that uh, for Bitcoin Magazine, that how Bitcoin allow us to discover our genius within. Mm-hmm. And, and um, yeah, so in a sense, I feel like I, I was able to bring my own gift um and 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 out of which i think true happiness comes that when i find my own unique individuality you know to 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 realize that i am i am an individual unique individual that cannot be um exchanged with anything anyone you know and then that i have intrinsic value just for being who i am just existing without doing anything that um, that I think brings inner peace and happiness. I think, yeah. That's really. Cool. And now I think that the now you know I'm just trying to find out, figure out how to share my gift. You know how to value world. add. Yes. Yes. Like to use a really dry economic term, but this idea of right. intrinsic value just from being in the world and interacting with those immediately around you in meet space or online or whatever, but then channeling that gift and that, that talent that you have for expressing yourself through words Mm. and giving that to the world and then seeing what sort of value you can, you can put into the world to see who, who appreciates it, who, who values it themselves. And right. I mean, you, you have right. these, find yourself having these conversations with people that you, you know, like, it, it, it's just, it's such a hack uh, to, mm. to be able to connect with mm. all these people just by merely putting yourself into the world. And yes, right. And, and, you know, the value, I mean, 
it's it's not just a monetary economic value, like like mm. you know, to get, to get things and things like that. I mean, like the me being a part of this Bitcoin network and Bitcoin community, like for instance, I get to have a conversation with you, like very stimulating, you know, intellectual, um, meaningful conversation with you, mm-hmm. and that is valuable to me, right? Immense. So so in a sense that Bitcoin brings that value, um, and I'm I'm given and. Um, yeah, so so I think that's uh, it, it, and it's created a kind of like a circle, right? Because we share, you know, you share your time and um, you know ideas, and and I do the same. So we both share, and we both benefit and enrich ourselves from this experience and it, from this exchange. Exchange, so, yes. Yeah, and that kind of create a new type of economy, in my opinion. You know, um, yeah. How do you explain Bitcoin? I know we've talked uh-huh. about how we don't we're trying to withdraw from orange pilling people, but if people come up to you, uh, yeah. say, Nozomi, I, I know that you're into Bitcoin. Can no, you I'm explain saying. it to me, please? Oh my goodness! If somebody say, "Please explain it to me," I say, um, "Bitcoin." Yeah, I mean that's a hard one, though. I mean, depending on who I talk to, of course, right? <laughs> Because somebody look at it purely in economic terms, then you know, of course, you know, I won't say like you know, Bitcoin is um, like magic internet of money. I mean, that's that's I, I wouldn't say that, but um, I say um, that's a good question. Explain Bitcoin. Um, I think the maybe I would say. Um, hmm. Bitcoin allow us to be, I think Bitcoin is a technology that helps humanity to uh, claim uh, our own creative power or our own sovereignty. I think that's maybe how I describe it. Um, yeah, I describe it as a, as a uh, tool, revolutionary tool. Yeah, I think that's, that's mm-hmm. one of the best explanations I've heard on the pod so far. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a hundredth monkey uh, theory mm-hmm. before. Yes, uh, I think this is episode fifty. Let's see, fifty-six, fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we have fifty-seven. We're so halfway. We halfway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's it. When it hits hundred, that's it. We have hundred monkeys. So yeah. I, I, I've over over fifty uh, times of asking that question. How do you explain Bitcoin? I think that's one of the best. Wow! Explanations. So you have to speed up, speed up a podcast interview. Yeah, I might have then to do two a week. Yeah, yeah. What so, does Bitcoin mean to you? Okay, what what does Bitcoin mean to me? Um, you know, I, um, that's a that's a yeah you ask good questions um what do you mean to me hmm. i guess you know i know it's a cliche like many people say say i mean i'm sure that many people answer this way but i i, I think bitcoin present hope i think mm-hmm. that's I, I would go with that you know it's a kind of a yeah popular answer i think it's a hopeful it, it's an injection yeah, hope. of hope yes Hope in yes. Into a very my hopeless. Name, my name Nozomi means hope in Japanese. Oh wow! So 
that's perfect, right? <laughs> hope. That really is perfect, actually. Yeah, hope. So for me, it, it means hope. That's phenomenal. Wow. Universal alignment. I wanted mm-hmm. to pick your brain a little bit more on Steiner, but I don't think we've got we've got time. I've already, I've yes, already you know, mm-hmm. taken up enough of your time and and yeah. I appreciate you spending some scarce time, finite energy, telling us the tale of how you discovered Bitcoin. Thank you, Nozomi. We can welcome, have this man. conversation with with uh, in and around Steiner because the the thing is for those listening, um, I've been going down a bit of a, a diving down a, a, a Bitcoin sort of obviously the Bitcoin rabbit hole, but but then marrying it to these concepts mm-hmm. that Steiner would talk about. And I know you've yes. done a similar thing. So yes. uh, perhaps in some other life where I have a um, anthroposophical podcast that touches on how Bitcoin yeah. Uh, or, or, or you are your hundredth episode maybe you could invite <laughs> yeah. me back you know i think that would be fun because there's a yeah. there's a lot to unpack there and uh you know i would i would encourage anyone listening to actually um pay some mind to to stand because he even talks about economics and that sort of thing but yes yes um yes the long you know, when the said i wanted to just say this part though china said that if people stop working for money uh, then he says that society will be transformed and then find peace. That is true, actually. That's very that's true, right? And that's what we are doing in the fiat system, and the Bitcoin changes that. There's a it, it, it's um it's a lecture called the renewal of the social organism, the international economy in the threefold social order, mm. where he talks about it, it's effectively the financialization of the economy. And that yes. people are removed from their work mm-hmm. uh, and the tangible outcomes and, and, and process, like they're just involved in the, in the process of making money for yes. the sake of making money, as mm-hmm. opposed to contributing value to an economy mm-hmm. in the best way that they can, the, the, utilizing their gift, whatever, you, whatever oh, that okay. gift I, is. And mm-hmm. um, there was this, this the, the ideal is to work towards a social structure in which the, the, Capital increase is is mm-hmm. is um, not for just increasing of capital, but mm-hmm. financial capital, but like all sorts of capital, intellectual capital, cultural capital, social capital, mm-hmm. right? You know, and then that right. b- building out to sort of, I guess, yeah the, yeah. the thing that he misses, and the thing that everyone misses, I think, is what as Bitcoiners we we like to think that we've found is mm-hmm. this 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 notion of sound money, this this Bitcoin thing that cannot be fucked with and that this is a firm foundation to build a social structure upon so yes. that you can accumulate all of these different modes of capital mm-hmm. and put it out into the world and evolve civilization into into yes. a, mm-hmm. a thing we've never even seen before. right exactly right that's it <laughs> Nozomi, yeah. thank you for sharing some scarce time, finite energy, telling us the tale of haters. This is a phenomenal conversation. I, uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me.